Hey everybody, you're tuning into Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky, Becky with the good hair. That's right, it's me. Uh, today we got we got a heck of a sewed for you. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, we're gonna talk about gender dysphoria. So, uh, what's gender dysphoria? Well, you remember, remember, uh, remember our, uh, our gender studies triangle? So if you've been tuning in, you'll remember that I, I often refer to a triangle for no real reason other than to bring up three points, uh, and that's that your sex is different from your gender, is different from your sexuality. So when you're born, you get kind of randomly distributed. And uh, some people, they get born and their sex lines up with their gender and they're naturally heterosexual or whatever. Or uh, they're certainly uh, uh, not like uh, homo-exclusive. <laughs> is, that a, is that a more inclusive way to say like um uh you know i'm not sure i like it i like homo exclusive i also like hetero exclusive i just came up with this now i'm sure somebody's already been you know i bet somebody's got a dissertate dissertation about it but um anyway so gender dysphoria is when your uh, assigned sex at birth and your assigned gender at birth differ from your gender identity. So your gender identity is your personal sense of what your gender is. So when we say gender and we're in a progressive, uh, sex positive, uh, gender positive, uh, sort of, uh, progressive environment where everybody is just who they are. When we say gender, it's kind of assumed that we're saying gender identity. And when we say sex, it's kind of assumed that we're talking about, like, your, uh, assigned sex at birth. Um, so... If you're if you're part of the trans community or if you're part of uh, the the non-binary community or if you're uh, part of the gender non-conforming community, whatever you feel that you are part of, um, uh, you're probably familiar with um, assigned male at birth and assigned female at birth, AMAB or AFAB. Um, Trans guys seem to talk about AFABs like they like uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, trans guys I've seen on YouTube especially will say you know I'm an AFAB and a lot of guys on forums will say I'm an AFAB and I love it because assigned female birth is literally what it is it's no frills no nothing. Uh, and it and it really brings up the fact that somebody else made that decision and they did not make that decision. Um, so that's kind of like a lowdown of what's going on. But gender dysphoria is when your 
you're assigned uh, sex at birth does not line up with your gender identity. So if you're AFAB and you're a man, then you're probably going to have a good chunk of gender dysphoria because everybody told you that you're a lady. The doctors were like, lady parts. Your friends were like, sup, lady. Your mom's like, hey, daughter. Your dad's like, look at my daughter. And on the inside, you're like, fucking what? I'm a dude. You know, it's that's one way of looking at it. That's one way of looking at it. Um, same guys. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a man, or if you're assigned male at birth, and you're a chick on the inside, then you're gonna get mad. And here's the deal: the madness, the anger, the 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 discontent. Uh, winter of my gender discontent alright that's called gender dysphoria so if you're uh, AFAB uh, FTM uh, and you're like man I have a crazy amount of anger yeah it's pretty just I'm sure you already know this but just in case you don't know it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty legit it's pretty legit to get born in a body that's not yours with somebody else's parts and then be told like deal with it and you know like don't deal with it like I you know a trans guy to a trans guy get born in a dickless body is it's the sort of realization that you know they hit puberty they they start to grow up and they realize that it's not gonna happen and that they're on the wrong side of the fence and uh you know suicide rates in trans people are uh way higher than everybody else um 41 percent of trans people uh attempted suicide in like the 2016 census data (sighs) that's the ones that are like on you know that's the ones that we like have on record you know it's gonna be more than that you know what the normal like the average person suicide rate is in 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 this same year 2016 it was 1.6 percent i think it's i think it's higher now isn't there like a big isn't there like big drama about how the suicide rate in america is like crazy high right now because of all the crazy nonsense that's going on with the end of the world like duh of course everybody's going nuts but like i i mean you know we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta be less socially lazy y'all it's not always a surprise, you know what I mean? Um, obviously, if a person is super depressed, there's not much you can do to change their mind. Um, but uh, a small, a small act of kindness 
that is not huge goes a long way for anybody regardless of their situation and uh, it doesn't matter if they're talking about how sad they are it doesn't matter if they're not talking about how sad they are doesn't matter if they seem happy doesn't matter if they've got a history doesn't matter if they don't have a history all these sorts of sorts of things you know if if your communications with somebody seems out of the usual you know you should probably check in it's it's easy it's it's easier never because we have all these digital communications obviously i'm not trying to put suicide on anybody's responsibility nobody is responsible for this um but uh i have to pretend like we can try to make a change and i think that you know just getting coffee with somebody is is a real easy change to make but anyway so Trans people are super at risk for suicide. Um, if you're a trans person of color, uh, you are at an even higher risk. You're especially at risk for violence. You already know this because this prior already happened to you. Um, the thing about it is uh, I was doing research on this and I was like, you know, how do I, how do I make gender dysphoria nice and chewed up spit out for people that don't want a ridiculous amount of detail they just want to know like what trans people are going through this is definitely not for trans people maybe it is maybe it'll make you feel better i don't know it's it's just for this is a guy for people that that aren't trans to try to understand a little bit better what the heck's going on with trans people because most of in my experience uh, people have no understanding of trans people. They don't know. Uh, they don't know anything. They don't know why anybody would be trans. And I've got news for you. Trans people also usually don't want to be trans. Obviously, there are some people that feel comfortable being non-binary and kind of in transition there are some people that that like being trans i'm not saying that trans is is some sort of being trans is some sort of like unbearable burden but for the majority of people that are trans they did not want to be trans they are incredibly burdened by their transness and it, it, it sucks. It sucks a ton. It's not like a, like a small amount of, of bullshit. It's like a whole life of 24-7 bullshit. Until you get to the point where you pluck up enough courage to go to therapy for a whole fucking year sometimes. Sometimes more than one year. To get a letter that you can maybe take to your endocrinologist who hopefully isn't transphobic and hopefully won't give you a lecture about how this is mutilation and how you're gonna die and blah 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 blah, blah and like and how um you know it's unnatural blah, all these different sorts of things that people could say then you get 
either estrogen or testosterone by the grace of God because your endocrinologist isn't a fucking asshole. And then you go through puberty again. And I'm not like, when I, when I realized I was a lesbian, I felt like I had a whole other puberty. I got like really, really, really horny. Really, like, ah, oh, unbelievably, unbelievably sexualized. Like, I, it was just like, and like, I had, I had a regular puberty where I was just like 24-7, like, grinding on pillows. And then I had like a second, like, gay puberty where I was just like 24-7 grinding on faces. And it's like, I think that trans people, uh, their puberty is uh is quite literally more extreme than either of either of those i've been so in preparation for this i have been i'm subscribed to just about every uh trans person on youtube i haven't looked at a lot of uh uh male to female um only because the youtube female to male is legitimately one of the best sources for female to male transitions and also there's just not a lot of other resources there's no uh Chaz bono is not really um in anybody's uh circumstance he's got a crazy amount of money and um I just, you know, his story was so, <sighs> this is the thing. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get some serious shit for this. It's, it's worth the risk. I think at this point, nobody listens to my podcast. So if you're one of the, the few souls in that, what well, it is, we are international now, but if you're one of the few people that actually fucking listens, uh, you know, hopefully you won't be too upset by this, but, um, some trans guys seem like they lose, uh, some communication skills when they transition. Now, some of them I've seen, uh, they say this themselves. That's all I'm going to say. They'll say it themselves. But I think a big part of the reason why we have so many beautifully articulate, uh, insightful, emotional stories about men realizing that they're women and transitioning is because women are better at talking about their feelings and their experiences. And almost every trans guy's story that I've read, they go from a, uh, a female to a male. And, uh, the first, you know, couple videos are literally <laughs> twice as long as the later videos. Like once they start doing testosterone, the videos literally just get shorter in length everything is like one statement and they're just like yeah um so i realized that uh over the past year uh this has been uh one of the most trying but also uh most rewarding satisfying years of my life 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Once my uh, once my voice started to drop and I started to pass, I started to realize my place in society as a man. And uh, yeah, what can I say? Uh, it's just exhausting being this fucking awesome. Yeah. Oof. Oh yeah. I also I uh, put on about uh, 20 pounds of muscle and. Uh, yeah, uh, my, my beard grows so much now that, you know, I had to, like, you know, pick a style other than, you know, pube stash. And it's just like, listen, I'm, I'm so happy for you, but you have to tell me the fucking details. Like, can you get your girlfriend in here? Like, I'm sorry. They just don't tell you the story. They don't tell you, They start telling you the story. They're like, I'm so upset. I'm gender dysphoric. I hate my boobs. I have blah, blah. I have all these feelings. I have all these emotions. And then like one month of testosterone, they're like, hey, yeah. Uh, so, uh, 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 bottom growth, yeah. And then, like, uh, and then, like, three months of testosterone, they start being so self-conscious about their acne, you just don't hear about it. You just don't hear from them. And then, uh, their voice drops, and they're just men. And they're gone. They can't talk anymore. They go from, like, poets to paupers. I don't want to be rude, but, uh, It's, it's my observation. There, this is not, not all trans guys. Not all trans guys are like this. Uh, there are some super in tune with their femininity trans guys that as a lesbo give me uh, quite a bit, quite a bit of, uh, they give, you know, I, 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 I sometimes watch you know, so I watch more videos of some people's channels than others. That's all I'm gonna say. But, um, I just, it's just, I don't know. They lose the ability to communicate straight up. Maybe that's also, I, 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 I just, from my, from my, from my, like, basic observation, there's more trans people running for office than ever, but, um, they're all, they're all male to female. And uh, I'll be honest, my instinct is like living in society as a, as a woman who then realizes that she's a gay woman who then transitions as a man to uh, transitions to, to be male or perceived as male uh, or non-binary. I don't mean to keep putting everybody in, you know, I'm just trying to speak about the averages, but the thing about trans people is there are no averages. Um, the whole, like, the whole point is that there's no average. Like, the whole point is that there's not a binary and that you can't really put anybody anywhere. We should all just be hanging out, shooting the shit, drinking coffee. I'm gonna cut this part out, like, 100%. Okay, um, so, oh, all right, so that was a huge rant. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll switch that around. But uh, so, uh, who is afflicted with gender dysphoria? Is gender dysphoria something that is exclusive 
to uh, to trans people. Uh, no, it affects uh, trans people, non-binary people, uh, gender non-conforming people, intersex people, and uh, people having a real bad trip. I think, my experience for sure. Um, also, I think it's important to to mention that. Uh, in order for it to be considered gender dysphoria, uh, you have to have some sort of clinically significant impairment. So here's here's the criteria for, for gender dysphoria. Um, you can either... Uh, want to be the other gender you can want another gender's like social treatment like you can want to be treated like a different gender in public or, or in private even I, it's irrelevant I don't know why I'm saying it like this um another criteria of uh, gender dysphoria could be that you uh you have inconsistencies with your uh, physical sex characteristics and your uh, gender identity. So you know, uh, if you're if you're uh, a man and you're assigned female at birth, you might have uh, gender dysphoria of your bottom area. Um, you might have a desire for other people's parts. You might have a desire to rid yourself of your parts that you perceive to be like not the right ones and uh, you feel deep down that you have the feelings and reactions and responses of the other gender so if you if you feel any of these things uh, you know these and they and they debilitate you in some way these things uh, these things uh, uh, might might be a symptom of gender dysphoria. So here's the deal. Here's the deal, y'all. Okay. Gender dysphoria did not used to be called gender dysphoria. There had to be a... We had a fight for to get the term gender dysphoria. So if you're bothered by the term gender dysphoria, then I encourage you to shushy because it used to be gender identity disorder. And as of... As of 2013, DSM-5, which is published by the American uh, Psychiatric Association, it's like the, it's like the psychology thing, guys. So, um, DSM-5 published that uh, gender nonconformity is not in itself a disorder. It's not in itself a mental disorder. Um... So, gender identity disorder. Uh, the critical element of gender dysphoria is the presence of a clinically significant distress associated with the condition. So the important the important thing about this distinction is that uh, it makes um, feeling that your body and your gender identity are not in alignment, uh, not something that is, it's not a disorder. It's not a disorder. 
the feelings of anxiety, depression, rage, resentment, bitterness, uh, all these different feelings, all these different side effects, all the different feelings of uh, being in the wrong body, having the wrong genitalia, being perceived in the wrong way, socially interacting in the wrong way, all these feelings, all these feelings are, are not a disorder that is inherent in you. They are uh, a separate uh, problem that is a symptom of being in the wrong body. This legitimizes everything. You know, this, this legitimizes uh, transgender people as, uh, as valid as legitimate and not disordered there's nothing there's not there's no mental disorder to being transgender um most trans people struggle with depression anxiety loneliness self-esteem social isolation all these things uh but they are not because of the transgenderness you know what i mean um, so the gender dysphoria is a is an accomplishment in its own way because uh, it validates and solidifies the otherness that trans people feel. And that otherness is deadly. Uh, the otherness makes people disgusted with their own bodies. The, the otherness makes people hate other people. Uh, they turn into misanthropes. Um, the otherness gives you a lot of depression and anxiety. The otherness gives you poor self-esteem. Uh, it's hard to have confidence in who you are when you are not in the right goddamn body. Um, it puts you at a super high risk of suicide. You know why? Because you're not in the right fucking body. All right. Um... It's a mess, right? Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I right? The thing about it is that any argument that trans people are attention-seeking or that trans people are, uh, confused or, uh, you know, like insane or mentally ill, um, it's just pure ignorance. Because if you spend five minutes Googling what it takes to be a transgender person uh, and then actually think about what it would do to what it would take to do that yourself, you'll realize that nobody would ever wish that on themselves. Nobody would ever say, ugh. You know, I, I, you know, I have the best time ever with my boobs and my tits and my ass, but, uh, you know, I want to be a man, so I'd rather just cut it all off just for sport. You know, I, I just... I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad about it. Um, I'm so mad about it that it makes me, like, not able to talk. Um, 
I did so much, I did so much research. It did, it does not matter. It does, I'm like, there's like, the, they're, they're just sitting in front of me and I'm just, I'm just not reading it because it's not, it doesn't matter because, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a real good chance you already like trans people. You already understand the struggle. I just, I have a, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with all the transphobia. I have a, I have a really hard time with it. It's to me, it's just, uh, you know, patriarchy, patriarchy and sexism. To me, it's just patriarchy and sexism, you know, and uh, trans people are the, the, the mega super minority caught in the crossfire. Um, the thing is, is if that there's, you could, you could kind of make a, a small argument that right now in the Trump era, there's a bit of a war between the genders. Um, I, I definitely, I, I don't know. I recently watched the documentary, The Red Pill. Have any of y'all see that? I was, I'm, I, I got, I got so mad. That fucking movie gave me like a week-long depression. I'm upon she did not she did not do a balanced presentation. I've at this point I have had to discredit the film simply because it wasn't a balanced presentation. I was so into it until she started doing the feminist side, which I really thought she did not represent very well. Most of her investigation into the feminist side was, um, I thought, like blatantly biased and prejudiced. But anyway, um, there was not a single black person that talked about feminism the whole movie. And uh, so anyway, um, okay. I don't know why people would discredit uh, gender dysphoria. Um, most all, like, you know, biological men that I know, if they get called a lady, they get angry. Why would a AFAB man be any different? Uh, most, uh, most women I know, if they get called sir, they'll laugh or they'll, you know, they'll tell somebody. They'll like, you know, that's ridiculous. Somebody called me sir. Uh, it's confusing for people who are cis, you know. It's especially insulting and especially confusing to people who are, uh, you know, uh, coming to terms with their, with their gender. So, we probably can't, we, we, we have to talk about uh, gender dysphoria with non-binary people. Um, so you can have gender dysphoria and not be, you know, uh, and, and I, I think of it, this is just such a weird way to say it, but I think about it as pendulum trans. You know, um, one side of the pendulum, you know, you're either a female to male, you're a male to female. 
and you can either swing either or. There's no uh, there's no other option. But uh, non-binary non-binary people really throw a wrench in that system. They stop the pendulum right in the middle, and I I I I think that um, the the root of the gender revolution is in gender non-conforming non-binary identities. Um, if we want to see sexism tumble, if we want to see feminism and men's rights come to the top and change actually be made and, and uh, you know, the Red Seas to be parted, we gotta focus on the non-binary identities. Um, I, I think most people, when I talk to people one-on-one about their gender, they all say that they don't feel specifically male or female either way. It's an unusual person that I meet that strongly identifies as either or, and it's usually rooted in some insecurities. Like, my girlfriend's brother, if you asked him, uh, do you identify as male, female, or non-binary, he would laugh and say male, and then, like, pick something up just to, like, you know, nervously validate himself somehow, and then, like, burp and fart, and then, like, scratch his balls. Just to be like, yeah! you know. So, uh, I, I, I really think that, uh, that gender is a bell curve, and that most people are on the top of the bell, and everybody else is on the lip, you know. Um, I, I identify as non-binary, so, uh, I, I mostly just do not feel either way. I don't feel... Uh, like a man or a woman, I feel like a, a spectator. But uh, also, I think it's important to bring up that uh, gender dysphoria is not too dissimilar to uh, body dysphoria. And body dysphoria, from either being severely underweight or severely overweight or anything in between, you know, it it affects you in as as severe a way as gender dysphoria does. But everybody has a body, and everybody has the potential to uh, uh, be at odds with that body. Um, most of the women I know are have disassociated from their bodies. Uh, and comment on them in a negative, nitpicky way 24-7. Some of the trans ladies that I've met do the same thing, like, and I almost just kind of feel like it's something that you do just because it's 2018. Like, it's, you're just not, you're not cool unless you're fat shaming somebody. It's like, it's like the thing to do nowadays. So, um, you know, if you're a, if you're a female to male, uh, fat is fat is inherently feminine. Uh, socially, culturally, biologically feminine. Women have a higher percentage of body fat than men do on purpose so that we can birth the babies and feed them and also do everything in between and also be so fucking sexy. Um, so, you know... If you're trapped in a fat body and you're, you're a dude, 
you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be walloped walloped with uh, dysmorphias all right you're gonna have gender dysmorphia out the fucking wazoo and you're gonna have body dysmorphia out the fucking wazoo um anybody and anybody uh heard of polycystic ovarian syndrome so polycystic ovarian syndrome is a super common disease that affects a lot of women of childbearing age and it's uh polycystic ovarian syndrome gives you an excess of both testosterone and uh estrogen and progesterone and all these are different sorts of androgens so you have like tons and tons of estrogen and you have tons and tons of testosterone and you have tons of all this shit and it like fries your insides makes you insulin resistant and like uh some people some people gain uh my sister my sister's experience with this my sister gained uh over 100 pounds in three months when she uh started uh experiencing polycystic ovarian syndrome um i know my sister pretty well she did not eat her way she did not eat her way to do that also anybody that that anybody that's ever tried to gain weight anybody that's ever tried to gain weight you should know that uh uh it, you can't gain 100 pounds in three months unless there's something medically wrong with you. Fact. You can't. You can't eat your way to 100 pounds in three months unless you quit your job and move to the grocery store and never slept. Uh, you can't do it. This, if, if you gain that much weight that quickly, it's because you, you're, you have a disease. That's the truth. Or you're you're pregnant or something or with like triplets. Um anyway, so if you're if you're a, a AFAB male with PCOS, male to female, they have a lot of they have a lot of body dysmorphia. Um I don't want to say that it's easier for female to male to pass because it isn't and it's an extremely individualized experience and the sort of person that I was just talking about the PCOS AFAB man that guy's not going to pass easier than than uh than uh than a male to female no so I think it's a I think it's a wrong a wrongful stereotype that uh, male to female uh, have a harder time passing than female to male. I think it's an extremely individualized thing. Um. Uh. That being said, yeah, male to female, you have a hard time passing. You're a huge. You're a dude. Uh, you started, you were assigned male at birth, and you you had, if you went through puberty, then you, you have a man's post-puberty body, and you're unfortunately a woman, and you're shouting from the inside of that. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, is transitioning and is getting facial feminization surgery. That sounds absolutely horrifying to me. Um, but, you know, I mean, trans... AFAB men, when they start taking testosterone, their face swells up twice the size, and it's because they're 
their bone structure, their jawline, their face changes in the way that a teenage boy's face changes during that time. So, um, you know, there are some... Here's, so the next section, the last section that I was going to talk about, the last section is, uh, is, uh, what do you, what can you do? What can you do if you're a trans person, uh, with gender dys- dysphoria, what can you do to ease your gender dysphoria? Well, you can bitch about it into a podcast, or you can, uh, you can get a binder, strap your boobies down. I'm gonna have some links to some binders in the bottom. You can get a packer, gonna have some links to the packers in the description. Uh, you can get top surgery, you can get bottom surgery. There's a, a couple different types of bottom surgeries now for trans guys. Um, well, I got, we should just have a second episode about that. The different surgeries. We'll have like surgical trans episode. And uh, all these things are for female to male. For male to female, you know, you can tuck, you can uh, wear wigs, wear makeup. You can, and then for both female to male and male to female, you know, it's mostly about dressing, talking, standing, like the gender that you wish you were, and uh, keeping company that validates your gender identity. Um, don't waste your time with petty fuckers that don't respect you. All right. Um, it's not worth it's not worth anybody's time. Um. Also, make sure that the person, if you're dating somebody, make sure that that person's into you for you and that you involves your gender identity and that they're not just into you for that and that they're not secretly resenting you or wishing that you were something else. Anybody else watch RuPaul? This last season 10, uh, when Cameron Michaels is talking about his shit-ass ex-boyfriend, I got so angry. I felt I felt a lot of, of, of things in common with this. I projected a lot of my own experience onto his experience, but also, um, you know, you don't have to be trans to date an asshole. Anybody can date an asshole. If you're trans, uh, some trans people struggle with self-esteem and end up in relationships they shouldn't be in. If you're in a relationship that with somebody trying to treat you right, kick them in the teeth, get the fuck out of there. Don't waste a fucking second. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Wishes, wishes are literally blowing out of my ass 24-7. I am powered on wishes, y'all. But I wish that somebody had, had spoken to me in a brutally honest way when I was dating a fucking piece of shit. I wish that somebody had. Nobody did. And uh, it would have saved me a whole heck of a lot of bullshit. Um, And I I tell you, yeah, you might ruin your friendship with that person. Yeah, that might be what happens. But fucking... Nah, man. It's worth it. Somebody's an asshole, you shouldn't be dating them. And if you're trans and you got a lot going on and you got some shit to cope with... And you're just like, you know, literally wigging out on a daily basis because you're in the wrong fucking body. You know what you don't need? You don't need somebody treating you like bullshit. 
So get the fuck out of there. All right. If you're in a great relationship, then that's amazing. Congratulations. Keep it up. Relationships are, you know, hard work, dedication, sacrifice. Communication is key. All right. And I tell you, as a gender non-conforming person, I, I have a hard time with my boobs sometimes. Um, and I'm sure a female to male, an AFAB band out there is going to laugh. But, you know, I mean, I just do. So I, I only ever wear sports bras uh, because... I just don't like I just don't like my boobs being a prominent feature of of what I'm of what I'm given to the world. I don't like it when people stare at my boobs. So um, I just kind of try to keep them like up and away. And uh, I'm sure that for a trans guy, uh, an actual top surgery is you know can be one of the best things that that's part of your transition. But um, the thing about it is that top surgery is really, really expensive and it's unbelievably invasive. And, uh, uh, you know, physically damaging. It's a, it's a major, major surgery. Um, so it's not for everybody. Also, you, you will lose the sensitivity in your breasts. Um, sometimes they will leave the nerve in there to uh, try to uh, maybe regain some sensitivity later in life, but uh, the thing about it is that if you get a double mastectomy, the nerves that make your boobs feel good are in the breast tissue. That's why if you have really, really big boobs, Uh, they're not as fun to play with because uh, you don't have as much sensitivity because your your nerves in your breast tissue have been stretched out and have been weighed on so heavily by the the size of your breast that uh, that you do, you're literally just damaging the nerves in your breast and you don't have as much sensitivity. So if you have really small boobs, you have a lot of sensitivity. If you have a double mastectomy and you carve out all your breast tissue to have a physically male appearing chest, there's no option where you just get to keep that sensitivity because the sensitivity is in the breast tissue so if you leave any breast tissue you have your risk of breast growing back you have the risk of uh of having a lumpy uh you know not so masculine chest uh, what, what is and isn't a masculine chest is pretty pretty up to debate but uh the whole point is is that uh you know top surgery is not a light endeavor you lose you lose your your sexual organ like your your boobs are a sexual organ so um you know it's just not light stuff it's just not i mean uh male to female bottom surgery and a huge variance of types of procedures uh everybody gets different stuff pretty much what they do is that they like uh, they they turn the penis in inside out and put it inside you, and then you have like a sensitive functioning like vaginal canal. Um, 
and uh, sometimes they'll put the the clit up on you like it's a like it's a clit. I don't know. I don't know too much of the specific. We should have. We're gonna have a whole second episode. But the whole point is, is that like, uh, you know. These are super, super invasive surgeries that have very mixed results that are not uh, casual, fun, temporary uh, experiments. And to, to think of trans people as attention-seeking, confused, uh, you know self-mutilating crazy people is you know it's so far from the truth that um anybody that knows a trans person would think it was insane to think that but the truth of it is is that not a lot of people know a trans person and if you don't know a trans person then guess what you're not gonna know that they would never choose this that they're making this many sacrifices, that they would never want to spend all this money to almost die. Um, you know, complications from top surgery are extreme. Complications from bottom surgery are extreme. Um, fucking facial feminization surgery is extreme. They shave part of your face down, you know, they sh to shave it to be more feminine. They shave, they shave your jaw. You know, um, that's just not, it's not like getting a cavity filled. Also, just because normal people don't know this, gender reconstructive surgery is like never never covered by insurance the only one that i know of is uh, a hysterectomy is sometimes covered by insurance but being a fab male can sometimes complicate that shit so i mean it still depends um it's all it's all out-of-pocket expenses even testosterone for transitioning most of the time is an out-of-pocket expense estrogen for transitioning most of the time is an out-of-pocket expense gender reassignment uh therapies are not usually covered by insurance so um nobody does this for sport and uh uh the positives that come with these therapies are unbelievable if you don't believe me I'll I'll post the I'll post some links to some YouTubers in the in the comments um or in the in the description. There's a lot of really good YouTubers. They're all really cute too. I'm like oh my gosh. Um. But you know uh, it's a super stressful thing for people to go through that they did not make plans to go through, and um. It's all an effort to relieve gender dysphoria. That's how debilitating gender dysphoria is. Uh, it makes you want to cut your tits off, like because you can't you can't go outside without strapping them down, 
because everybody talks to you like a lady if you have boobs because women have boobs but if you're not a woman and you got boobs yeah you should get rid of those it's damaging for your mental health to have huge feminine presenting chest you know as a man uh gynecomastia like man boobs this is not the same sort of thing I think that I'm sure that there are all sorts of cis people that have gender dysphoria because gender dysphoria is not exclusive to gender non-conforming people but uh I think that's a mostly social problem as a cultural problem you know I do I don't think that uh Man boobs should be stigmatized. I don't think that uh, uh, facial hair on women, on cis women, should be stigmatized. I don't think that body hair should be stigmatized for either gender. And uh, all these sorts of things, it's all just social bullshit, so like, just quit it. It's not necessary. Um, check out the Trevor Project. I'm gonna have a link in the description to the trans suicide hotline. If you're having a shit day and you really need to talk to somebody, just fucking call a hotline. Do it. Don't be like, oh, I shouldn't burden the world with my problems. Like, fucking, you absolutely have to burden somebody other than yourself sometimes. All right? You have to ask for help when you need it. And I think sometimes uh, growing up, getting mature, being an adult, it's just asking for help when you need it. Nothing else. Um, but yeah, I think that's just about it for today. Hug a trans person, um, congratulate them if you feel like it, but, you know, know, being, being inauthentic is, is the whole problem, so inauthentically congratulating somebody for being more authentic is not really a celebration of authenticity. But, uh, you know, not everybody's a a picky bitch like Becky. Alright. Oh. So, before I sign off, I'm gonna give you some, uh, some trans resources. So, you might have heard, like, as of, like, was it last December? Um, there's now a uh, trans suicide hotline. Yeah, like a whole national transgender suicide hotline. I think that's what it's called. Uh, gender suicide hotline. Well, there's the Trevor Project, which we've already talked about in like a bunch of episodes. If you tune in, you've heard Trevor Project a bunch. So this is trevorproject.org. Go ahead and check that out. They got a support center. You can uh, phone, chat, or text. I love that there's a web chat. I love it. I love that there's a text. I love that there's nonverbal communication. Okay. Um, There's also a national suicide prevention line. Helps everybody. Uh, And there's also a trans lifeline. Which is uh, 877 
had a memorial for a trans person who has who has died it was pretty it just got me okay um there's also um uh p flag crisis text line Nah, don't do crisis text line. I think that's just an ad. But I think the Trevor Project's pretty good. Also, this uh, trans suicide, trans lifeline. Trans lifeline is great. Um, take care of yourself. Uh, I'm going to put some links in the description to, uh, you know, some binders and stuff. There's a lot of resources about that, you know. So if that's what you're, if that's what you're into... You know, I think actually what I'll probably do is I'm just going to post a link to the YouTubers that I think say it best because I, you know, I don't have a lot of like buyer's experience with these things. So I can't tell you what kind of packing dildo is going to, is going to last the longest, you know, because I haven't lived with a packing dildo. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of packing underwear is best. I don't know what the downsides are to any of this shit. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to instead, I'm just going to put some, some of these YouTube guys up here. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't talk about uh, 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 male to female uh, very much. Again, it's just not my area. It's not my... I don't have as many... I have more female to male friends than I do... Um, I know three female to male guys, and I know uh, one uh, male to female lady. So I don't know. Uh, I've met a lot of non-binary people. Non-binary people are everywhere. So um, you know, non-binary people are, are everywhere. But uh, yeah, stay strong. Uh, yeah, take care of yourself. And that's our, that's it, that's it. That's enough distinctions for today. I'm going to go not distinct somewhere else. All right. Ta-ta.